right. Pressbox Banter is the Daily Iowans weekly sports podcast. Each episode, we will talk about local, national, and international sports, host a special guest, and talk predictions for upcoming games. This week's edition features Fia Krenhold, a tennis player from Germany. She shares her experience coming from Germany to Iowa and gives hosts a much needed tennis lesson. All right, welcome back to another episode of Press Box Banter this week. We have our fill-in for Mr. Matt, Brad Schultz here, returning guest host. Brad, not that you are a guest, but welcome back. Thanks for having me back. Appreciate it. Of course. Um, Where do I even start? First of all, I'm very disappointed in Matt for not being here. Second of all, I'm very happy that we could have Brad on. I look forward to having Chris on in the near future. Matt's been MIA for like the I've, past few days. I, I haven't ha- seen that game. I, in a week. I actually saw him walk into the DI. Mm. Like I saw two him days yesterday. ago. Ghost. But I don't know where he is and what he's doing. He's not here. He's not dedicated to the game like the rest of us are. He's not. He's no. not getting on a. He's not getting on a rental car to go to Evanston, Illinois tomorrow, is he, Matt? But we'll talk about that later. I should just make this like my Stephen A. Smith. Yeah. <laughs> um, so let's discuss first the football games over the weekend. I did not watch either of them because what time was the first game at? Two? Mm-hmm. I was probably, uh, let's say, catching up on sleep. Um, and at 5.30, what was I doing at 5.30? Editor's meeting? Okay, so I saw the end of the game, then editor's meeting, then I had to go home and do homework. And I had an intramural game, so I was booked. But I do know what happened. I am well-versed. Um, we could start with the Ravens-Chiefs game. Brad, your take? Uh, to me, that was like the perfect game uh, for Baltimore to win. And they just blew it. Uh, you cannot turn the ball over when you're playing Patrick Mahomes. Plain and simple. And Lamar Jackson, once again, not clutch in the playoffs. Uh, threw a pick in the first half. Or excuse me, fumbled in the first half. Uh, that cost him some points, and then ended up throwing a pick um, in triple coverage, which was not necessary, and you just can't win games like that. So, big missed opportunity for the Ravens, Uh, but congrats to the Chiefs. Uh, They find a way to win every single game, and it sucks, but you you gotta acknowledge it. Uh, It's the next dynasty, folks. They're here. I hope not. I hope not. It all depends on Christian McCaffrey to put an end to this nonsense. Um, what was he gonna say? Did you see like the tweets before where it was like, uh, it was like Brittany Mahomes or whatever her name is, and like Taylor Swift like doing their like little celebration dances or whatever, and then it would like go to darkness and it'd be like Lamar Jackson like walking on the field in like a black and white edit. And it was like, it all depends on one man or something like that. Yeah, I think so. Those were so funny. It was funny. Those were hilarious. But, I mean, when the Patriots would win, like, all those Super Bowls when I was younger, 
I like I was not a Patriots hater. You know, I respected the greatness. I respected seeing Tom Brady do what he did. But I just think the aura around the Chiefs is just so much more lollipops and rainbows and sunshine and I agree. Rolling meadows and teletubbies. But uh I do not hate the Niners at all. Honestly, if this was week one I would have said I want the forty ers to win the Super Bowl. I just I don't think they're as villainous as as the Chiefs are. I do not like the Chiefs story arc. The Chiefs need to end the dynasty here. I don't even know. It's the NFL is scripted. It, it definitely is. <laughs> I mean, I'm kidding. I don't actually believe that, but the Chiefs should not be in the Super Bowl. They're like, what were they? Eleven and six? Is that right? And both the Bills and the Ravens had golden opportunities to put them away, and, and suddenly, they just couldn't score. Oh, so here we go. Coincidental. Coincidental. The CIA has some answering to do about this. They do. Um. The university hasn't officially announced it yet, but um, it's all over ESPN, 247, The Athletic. Everyone's reported it that Iowa has hired Tim Lester as the new offensive coordinator. He most recently was a senior analyst with the Green Bay Packers. Before that was the head coach at Western Michigan for five years and then was at several different places as offensive coordinator, like Syracuse, Texas Tech. Um, and a few smaller colleges, too. He was a quarterback at Western Michigan, a four-year starter. Um, I think a lot of people, like, really overreacted at the at the start, and I don't think they would have if we never saw Kirk with Kevin Johns. Um, but I, I don't think it's, like, a home run hire, but I think it's a decent hire. Um, definitely could have done worse, definitely could have done better, but um, also I just maybe think that good, like, super awesome candidates weren't interested in the job. So. And why would they be? Because <laughs> you can turn around a bad offense and be responsible for it. And you can also fail miserably. You could fail miserably. High risk, high reward. I mean, it. it's, I, I would be absolutely shocked if somehow the offense is worse next season. Like, that would be... It would be I, so bad, it would be funny. I thought 2021 was bad by the end of the year. And then... Or no, 2022. Yeah. Sorry. 2021 was a good season. 2022. I thought 2022 was bad. And then... God, I took I took Spencer Peters throwing for 200 yards for granted. That year was brutal. And then Cade throws that 40-yard touchdown to... Seth Anderson, the first play. Everyone just, we're so back. We're winning the national championship, and it was just, that was the peak of the season. That was it. It was all downhill from there That was the, after the first play. That was it. Yeah, and the big question is how much um, freedom is Kirk going to let him have um, with play calling and stuff like that, and if he's going to let Lester run his sort of offense. Um, he runs more runs more of a spread offense than Iowa um, and usually uses three receivers, one back, one tight end, but I I expect Iowa to still use their tight ends, have two or three of them out there at the same time. Like I don't think Iowa should or is going to shy away from that, especially with Lachey coming back for another year. I think most people just need to take a step back and realize that we have a fall off season ahead of us and we just need to wait and 
until they take the field. Uh, we can make all of our judgments, any of the judgments we want, but we need to just take a step back and let it all play out because some of the film I was watching uh, when he was at Western Michigan wasn't bad and he's developed receivers uh, which is a key area um, that Iowa absolutely has to improve on if they want to be average on offense but I think most fans just need to take a step back and let um, Kirk somehow find a way because most people were not happy when he took the job here um, back in 99 and look where he is now almost 200 wins um, here in Iowa City but let's see how it plays out and um, I don't know one thing that's huge at Iowa too is just like the longevity of the coaching staff and like the loyalty like Phil Parker has been there forever um, and so has Kirk and I think he wanted to find a coach that would also you know Kevin Johns has moved around a lot which I'm interested as to why exactly um, but I think like Kirk isn't looking for like someone that's there for a couple years he's hoping that it'll be a coach that stays for another 20 years um, and there's just the culture at Iowa is very like specific I guess and not everyone fits in to how Iowa runs things um, so I don't know I trust Kirk um, that he'll at least fit or like hire someone that's a good person that fits into the culture um, I don't know how they'll perform on game days but I think probably he is a pretty good guy if anything and as far as the Kevin Johns fiasco, if you will, um, nobody knows if the job was even offered. Um, I heard rumors that he was asking too much money, um, like two, three million dollars. Oh my goodness. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's, there's factors that we don't know and probably will never know with this. So fans, take a step back. Um, at the end of the day, Iowa's still going to win football games. Um, they might still win games two to nothing and in the eyes of Kirk Ferentz, that's okay. So wins matter. Uh, let's see how it plays out. All right, we are here today with our special guest, uh, second year tennis player. Pia Kranhold. There we go. Um, how's it going? Good, you just came from practice, lift? Yeah, from weights. Okay, weights. So what's the, the um, spring season is underway, right? I know there's a fall and like kind of a spring split, is that correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we had um, three matches already and um, we are leaving to Denver tomorrow. Denver? Mm -hmm. What's that going to look like? What's the... Like who? Are, what colleges are you going up against? Um, I think on Saturday we are playing against Kansas first, and then on Sunday against Denver. Cool. All right, Brad, take it away. Um, let's see. So you're playing in Denver. So um, are you guys nervous about the high altitude at all, potentially? I'm a little bit nervous because I was never in Denver, so I haven't played there yet. Um, I just talked with some other teammates about it and they said it's fine. Um, 
I just changed um, the tension of my um, records a little bit, so I think that should help. And we also play with um, high altitude um, balls, so that makes it easier as well. So I think it should be fine. Is that? Uh, did you know that was like a concern coming in? No. Okay. I know That's interesting. In Denver. So. Well, okay, valid. I didn't know like you had to change everything about like playing tennis just because it was high up in the mountains. I didn't know that. Yeah, I actually didn't know that we changed the balls as well. So I heard about it the first time as well. But um, yeah, one of my teammates, Diane, um, she already played with those balls, and she asked if we are playing with them, and our coach said yes. So. I think that helps as well. I guess the next next question would be um, maybe what are some of the differences um, between playing in Germany and playing here in the States? Mm, I think the biggest difference is just playing in a team. Um, in Germany I've never played in a team. Like I played, we have club matches in Germany as well. But it's not the same team dynamic you have there um, compared to here, um, which makes it a huge difference. Um, and yeah, also double set, like here you start with doubles, you just play one set. Um, in Germany, you always play two sets. When you play club matches, that's different. And then you never clinch, like that was new as well. Um, and yeah, I think like the whole college thing is just different. So I feel like everything is different. <laughs> Have you gone back to Germany since coming to Iowa? Yeah, I was in Germany over the winter break for three weeks and last summer also for three months. That mm. was nice. Um, yeah. Where in Germany would you recommend I go? <sighs> oh, that's a tough one. Um, I mean, many people who go to Germany, they want to visit um, Berlin, Munich, Cologne maybe, but I would prefer like smaller cities um, because some smaller cities in Germany have like really nice um, old towns, mm -hmm. um, which I like personally. Um, but if I say the name now, you would not know what I mean. So yeah. Okay. Do you travel a lot to like other countries while you're in Germany? Um, not this summer, um, before I came to America, I was a lot in other countries in Europe. I was in Spain, Portugal, Italy, like the common ones, um, Greece, I really like Greece. I played there a lot of tournaments as well because, um, we actually met on a tournament, at a tournament, another family, and then I visit them like three times in the summer and I played then their tournaments with the family and traveled around in Greece that was really nice but um, yeah I traveled a lot yeah other than the United States what's like the furthest you've been to compete out of the country um, I don't know actually I haven't been in South America yet or Australia, so I would say somewhere in Europe. Um, but I don't know which one was the furthest. Have you been to Asia? No. I actually went to Germany um, like five or six years ago and stayed with a host family in Dortmund. Oh, okay. And yeah. then I went to Berlin for like four days. 
but um did she pronounce that correctly um <laughs> the american way <laughs> yeah dortmund okay Not and berlin you would say in germany but hmm. berlin is the english version so that was fine yeah <laughs> um what where your do you have like any favorite like authentic german food mm. Mm. i love bread and kind of everything you can buy in a bakery. Um, I mean, you also have bakeries here, but it's like you can't compare it. Um, German food. I feel like everything is more fresh in Germany, like the fruits, the vegetables. So I like that more there too. But I would say the bread mostly. What about American food? <laughs> Um, I'm not a fan of American food, not at all. Um, I can't really say anything about that. Valid. I don't blame you. Yeah, when I was in Germany, well, the bakery that my host family lived by was so good, but yeah, I had bread like every single day. Mm -hmm. You yeah, were in Germany in high school? Yeah. Like, uh, did you take German in yes, high school? Yes, I took five years of German. Don't mm. ask me anything but about I, it But now. I did the intro <laughs> for the German athlete. You, yeah, you, you, you invited nailed, her. Yeah, but you could have nailed the <laughs> pronunciation. <laughs> no. Did you hear how I pronounced Dortmund? That was wrong. Dortmund. Um, I forget what I was going to say. Also, like, um, I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right either, but when I was in Germany, my favorite food was a Duna. Duna. <laughs> that does not exist. It's, it's like D O with umlauts and E R. Huh? Duna. Yeah. Oh. Like the, like like with meat in it. Yes. And oh, it has yeah. like like the white sauce or whatever. Yeah. I th I think you mean a duna. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's also good. Yeah. The biggest concern, not concern, but confusion that I have with tennis is the scoring it makes no sense to me what so it goes exactly? by 15 right but I've never seen anyone get above like 45 I think 45 maybe 60 so you mean like like after each point yes. the scoring like if I if if I get a point I don't get one I get 15 oh yeah why do so I get 15 <laughs> um I don't know why 15 but it's always like 15 love and love then, is zero yeah what is when it's like 15, if you 15? start and no one has a point yet and then someone wins obviously mm -hmm. and then it's 15 love if someone mm -hmm. if the other person wins then it's 15 all 15 all yes 15 love yes because they would always say that in we sports do you know what we mm -hmm. sports is <laughs> no we oh, sports yeah. is like like it's like an american video game i, I think it's american right yeah it I, might be I think. Nintendo, might to, it might be an yep, brand, It might be Japanese, mm -hmm. yeah, but it's played very yeah, heavily in America. And the, like, you take like this like stick, and you just like <laughs> this. It's like I'm not even going to begin to describe it, but um, and you can play like tennis, and then it's like your tennis racket. You can play golf, and it's like your your golf club. Oh. You can box, and then it's like your boxing glove. Mm -hmm. And so like I would always play that as a kid in tennis, and they'd be like 15 love, and I'd be like I have no idea what that means. Yeah, I'm just going until someone tells me I win. Yeah, I mean, you only count with numbers like one, two, three in a tie break. So if it's, uh, okay, 
when there's a tie? <laughs> in the set, the set uh -huh. goes to six, right? So you say right, but I didn't know that. Okay, so how many sets are there? No, we we start in the beginning. Okay, so yeah. in a, um like when you, one game mm -hmm. it starts, you can only do fifteen, thirty, forty-five. Wait. Yeah. That's no. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I shouldn't be telling you, but <laughs> I think that's right. No, it's forty. Oh no! You now you're confusing me. I'm not the tennis player. <laughs> I don't no, know. It's 15, 30, 40. So if you win, 15 love. If the other person wins, 15 all. Uh -huh. Then it can, um, it can be like 30, 15, 30 all, 40 all. And then in college tennis, when you have 40 all, you don't play with um, advantage. You play with deuce. So that means like the deciding point wins with at 40 all. So whoever wins the next point wins the whole thing. When it's wins the first game or the second or third, and then. But I thought there was just one game. Yeah, it's one. It's like one one game. Then what's a set? In a set, you have to win six games, like six points. Oh my goodness. Okay, so there's one game. There's you have to win six games in a set to okay, win the set. Okay, let's say not game. Game is like the whole thing. Let's okay. say a point. So you need okay. to win one point mm -hmm. and one point is like when you do this like 15 all mm -hmm. 30 no, uh, 30 all 40 all and then you win this point yeah. and then it's one zero or zero one yes and then it goes so up then you've just won a game yeah okay then you have to win six games to win the set yes how many sets but are there two but if you have <laughs> you to see what i'm saying you have to win a handful of points to win the game. Yeah. You have to win six games to win a set. Yeah. And you have to win two sets to win the entire match. Yeah. And if it's So you have to win twelve set twelve games. Yeah. But like normally it takes longer because yeah, doesn't that take like four hours? Um not four hours, but um two? Yeah, two to three. Like it always depends. If it's like if you win six zero, six zero, it's yeah. really quick. But, but if you don't, then you're just playing forever. Yeah, sometimes you play at 6-6 six, six in the first set, and then you have to play a tie-break. 6-6, six, six, oh and then goodness. a tie-break, and then a tie-break um, in like one set goes to seven. And then it's like one all, two all, four three, five three, six oh. three, seven three, and then you win the set. So do you like do like conditioning in tennis? Like yeah. do you have to like run sprints? Um, in the fall, we did um, twice a week um, conditioning. Right now, sometimes we are de doing it on Wednesdays. What Not, does that look like? Um, it depends. Some like in the fall, we we are going on the turf and then do like longer runs. On the football field? Um, yeah. Oh, or that's like fo that's cool. football field or hockey field. Doesn't oh, yeah. really matter. Yeah. Um, and sometimes we're doing some runs on court, which is like shorter distance. Yeah. And can I ever tell you this? In high school, we, uh, my coach would take like a, a garbage bin and put it in the middle of court, and then we would just like run until we throw up oh. in high school basketball. I don't know if they do that to you, but um, have you ever thrown up in conditioning? I did not, but I'm good in conditioning. Okay. And usually if you like don't eat specific food before, then you will not 
throw up. Okay. So then what about, I hate to ask this question, but what about doubles? Is that completely different scoring? Um, like normally when you play a tournament, it's also two sets you have to win. Mm -hmm. In college tennis, you only play one set. So you have to win six games? Yes. Instead of 12? Yes. So it's mm. much quicker. And also in college tennis, because we play um, three double pairs, but only two have to win. So um, if two already won or two already lost, we mm -hmm. don't finish the third doubles. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. This is all, um, <laughs> I'm a sponge right now. <laughs> Did you experience any culture shock when you moved here? Mm, I think mostly the food. Um, I didn't really feel good after the first year here and then I changed my diet and now it's much better. But mostly that I think, I mean, the people are different, um, much nicer. Really? Yeah, really? I mean, and it's different. Have you ever been on social media? Mm, yes. Okay, <laughs> interesting. I mean, like, but if you go somewhere, like, if I go to the doctor here, the doctor's much nicer to you than if I go to the doctor in Germany. It's just like a different mentality. <laughs> Interesting. So like, what do you eat? What? Mm, I, oh, when in the summer, I always go to the farmer's market mm -hmm. and get some stuff there, like vegetables, fruits, meat from the farmer. Um, I found a farmer who delivers in the winter as well, so I get meat from them, eat this, eggs, avocado, um, I brought bread from home, um, like a bunch of, bunch of different stuff. Um, outside of tennis, uh, what sports do you enjoy? Um, watching or doing watching it on or my playing. own? Um, Either or. So when I was younger, I also did Taekwondo um, for five years, which I really liked. Um, I would also like to do it again, but I don't really have the time for it right now. Um, watching, I would say track and field. I really like that. Um, I'm not a soccer fan, not a football fan, never watched baseball, so yeah. I would say those two things. Do they drive on the left side of the road in Germany too, right? On the right side? No, yeah. the left, they drive no. on the left side. No. We drive on the right side. Yeah. Oh, that's only England that does England. that, right? Only England is driving uh, on the left side. But they have the Autobahn where they go super fast. Autobahn. Yeah. yeah. Now the German like way, when, please. When, um, Autobahn? Yeah. When okay, I was with my enough. host family, they would go like, like 120 miles per hour on the interstate. Really? Yeah, well, it's like I don't they use kilometers, so I don't know, but it's much faster. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Huh. It's a culture shock for me. <laughs> I went to the Cayman Islands over the summer, which is a British territory, and we drove on the left side of the road, and it just threw me off. I thought that was only like a British thing, but then it was. It's a British territory, so it checked yeah. out. Are you about to flame me right there? Yeah. yeah. No, it's we were. It's a British territory, so. <laughs> um, um, who's an athlete that you look up to as a role model? Um, 
I really liked Federer, but he's not playing anymore. But I actually, I'm not the person who watches tennis a lot. Um, I like to play it more. Um, I don't know. Like right now, I don't really have a an athlete I'm like looking up to. But I think it was Federer. And I really liked Alexander Zverev as well. Um, he's a German player and really good. Um, yeah. How fast do you hit the ball? With which stroke? Uh, the one that goes like this. As <laughs> 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 opposed to what, like this? Uh, the you backhand? have to come to a tennis match. <laughs> the come backhand? The, you have to come. On the ninth. Well, what's the difference okay, between right. the backhand okay, and the... Okay, this is the a forehand, backhand, yeah. serve, volley. Okay. Volley's on the net. Boom! <laughs> I'm more of like the... Wait, hang on. People go like this, right? Yeah. That's how you serve? I'm more of just like a... <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Have you ever played pickleball? Um, no. That's like, I do one of those. I played paddle tennis, but never pickleball. But I feel like paddle tennis is a European thing. Yeah, I don't know what that, I don't know what that is. It's like... I feel like... The rackets are kind of different to pickleball, but you play with the walls. Oh. Okay, yeah. I see people like play at the gym or something, I think. Yeah, I maybe, know, but, but I never played pickleball. Um, so if you want to hit a stroke really fast, I think you can do it with a serve. Yes. The one in the beginning. Yeah. That one, yeah, where they start behind the yeah. line and they like, don't yes. you, oh no, it's volleyball, you don't jump. Yeah, but I can't really tell you in miles how fast it is. What about kilometers? Naive question. Um, it would be like <laughs> 180. I Do mean, you, you can Google it. Are you doing the math? Yeah. 180 kilometers, kilometers an hour? <laughs> 111 miles per hour. Jeez. That's fast. Do you think you could hit a baseball at like 100 miles an hour? I don't know. I. Uh, it's like kind of like the same thing, right, Brad? What'd you say? Mm-hmm. Right here? Yeah. To like. Mm-hmm. Right here? <laughs> so, what makes you do like one arm as opposed to two arms? I don't know why I need to demonstrate this, but. I mean, you wouldn't. Like, normally you don't. You don't ever use one arm? You, I always use one arm on my forehand. Like, if I'm right handed. Yeah. I only use my... Oh, I'm going... Okay, never mind. (laughs) It's checking out now. I don't play tennis. I'll play, like, recreationally, and it'll be like, all right, first one to 21. You can come watch us next week on Friday. We have a doubleheader. Isn't that in Denver? I think all of us need to. Not this week. (laughs) We should. Next week on Friday, we are playing at 10 a.m. and 6 p.m. Two matches. 6 p.m. might be a little better for me. I'm not a big morning person. All right, well, I think you need to play tennis now. What's it like, you know, doing two matches in a day? How do you prepare for that? Um, and is it hard to have them so, like, spread out? Um, so last year we didn't have that situation. Um, so I don't really know how it will go. Um, I think it will be tough, especially if we have a long match, if the first match will be a long match. Um... But I think we will be really long on the court. I don't know. I have to see how it is. Um, but it will be hard or tough, probably. But um, 
I mean, if we finish the first match really quick, it would be easier, but I mean, we played against Memphis, we didn't play against Memphis um, last year as well, so I don't know how they will play. Um, so yeah, we will see how that goes. All right, thank you, Pia, for coming in. Uh, we know you've got class, so we're gonna wrap things up. Uh, good luck this weekend and uh, for the rest of the season. Yeah, thank you for having me. All right, thank you to our guest for coming on to the podcast. That was a great conversation. Um, first, we want to discuss, to close this out, we want to discuss the uh, um, announcement a couple days ago about the book that's uh, jointly being written by the Daily Iowan and the School of Journalism and Mass Communication at the University of Iowa um, with the help of the University of Iowa Athletic Department. Just uh, kind of chronicling the rise of women's basketball as of late in this kind of historic time um, in in women's basketball and in college sports, specifically in Iowa and, and nationwide as a whole. Um, so that'll feature photos from Daily Island photographers, essays from people who are kind of professionals on the subjects, um, different articles written by Daily Island uh, reporters and members of... Uh, Wayne Drace's um, sports writing class. He was a ESPN feature writer. We had him on the podcast last semester. Um, he's teaching the sports writing class. He's an Iowa alum, so he's kind of spearheading that project on the student side. Um, so yeah, uh, I think it's $30 for general public, $15 for um, University of Iowa students to pre-order. A dollar of all pre-orders goes to the university hospital. Um, so yeah, I mean, just from, I mean, I'm already kind of jam-packed working on women's basketball itself, but definitely looking forward to being a part of such a project and such a piece of kind of history and college sports and, and also the people around me uh, taking part in, in that and kind of working on it as a team, so. Yeah, it's very exciting um, and something that would be really cool to look back on. When I'm older, um, I went to the Nebraska game with a couple um, with Wayne and a couple other students in my class and I mean I interviewed probably like 20 people um, the guy who does the pyrotechnics a security officer you know the garbage people that pick up after the games um, ball girls just basically everyone that makes a game day at Carver what it is and yeah I think it'll be really cool and highlight something that you know we may never see again especially here at Iowa um, but also just Caitlin Clark um, we never know when or if we will ever see a player like her again um, so that's super exciting and we also Daily Island photographers are also getting a lot of behind the scenes looks into the team we've had a couple of photographers travel with the team like on the flight or on the bus to games so um, it'll be really cool, like, behind-the-scenes stuff that fans don't usually get to see. All right, speaking of uh, Daily Island traveling with the bus and the plane, I have yet to be on a plane with Daily Island. I've only been in my car. Um, let's see. Brad, you and I went to Iowa State for women's basketball. Mm -hmm. That wasn't too bad. Brad doesn't like to sleep in the car, so we had actually some very good conversation. I got to know Brad very well on the way there and back. That was good. Kept me company driving on 80 for, I think it was 80. 
for God knows two hours. Um, Something like that. What did we get back at? Like one in the morning that day? Maybe like twelve. I think 30? it was midnight. Okay. Yeah. Midnight. Um. Went to Madison. Um, last semester in December. Uh, been to Madison a few times. Great, great town. Great city. Um, the drive there. Not very fun at eight in the morning after a night out before. For a two-hour game to see Caitlin Clark and company blow out a mid-Wisconsin team and then drive three hours back home, and I thought for sure I was going to fall asleep about halfway through, and then something just hit me, and I got I got it back home. I got it done. Um, tomorrow. Well, at the time of this recording, tomorrow. Today is Tuesday. Tomorrow is Wednesday. They go play Northwestern. The women's basketball team plays Northwestern. Evanston, right in my backyard, about 20 minutes from where I'm from, so not that bad, but it is a Wednesday, so I have to miss class. Um, so on one hand, I'm, oh, not to mention, I got out of, please tell me I'm not going to Maryland, please tell me that's confirmed. Please, please, please tell me that's We're confirmed. We're not going to go. Okay. Yeah, you better double check. I will double check, but also, um... The women's basketball team plays Maryland on Saturday, so the day after you're oh, hearing Saturday? this recording. Yeah, no, we're not going okay. that. Made me nervous when she said, oh, Saturday. Yeah, so that saves me some time. You know, it's just hard to, as a, this is the life of a student journalism, student, student journalist, <laughs> you know, covering the women's basketball team. I'm very, I'm eternally grateful that I can cover such a great team in like a historic moment, like I said, um, and kind of chronicle this process with my co-writer Cooper Worth who is missing the Nebraska game on Super Bowl Sunday so I'll have to do that alone um, Cooper I won't forgive you for that um, it's just this is kind of life of balancing you know are you a this is about to get very insightful are you a student journalist no are you a journalist or are you a student or are you a student journalist you know because it's like we are we're practically living like professional lives right now if you think about it Granted, we get paid table scraps, but, <laughs> um, but like the work you have to, like you're doing a hand, like thank God I have kind of who, if anything, I kind of take the load off of what she has to do. But either way, you know, we we split the work as much as we can, which is great. But um, you know, it's not, especially with women's basketball and football, it's not you know a walk in the park. Those are two um, high-profile teams that kind of demand a lot of attention. Um, so you got to toe the line between being a journalism student, being a editor, being a writer at the Daily Island, um, and having a social life and exercising and stuff like that, which, I mean, I guarantee you people out there have it worse than I do, but, um, it's, it's towing the line, Brad, which I'm sure you will understand in due time. You will, you will, you will reach that point. I know. Kenna has had rough, rough days. Men's wrestling last year, I think it was. Was it where was that? Oklahoma. Yeah. And you were by yourself, right? I covered the NCAA tournament over three days by myself. By herself. It was about yikes. Three yeah. straight sixteen-hour days, basically. Holy yeah. cow! I so, maybe got eight hours of sleep over the three days. So. So I should probably shut my mouth and stop complaining. But um, either way, you know. This is the this is the the status of uh, journalism. 
you you get uh you're blessed to be able to do such a thing you know i i thought about um like people will go their whole lives brad let me let me let me give you a lesson here people go their entire lives and they say you know like i want to i want to do sports journalism i want to cover the iowa hawkeyes and you are 19 years old 20 years old 19 19 yeah. years old and you're doing it right now you're doing somebody's dream job if not your own dream job mm -hmm. You know, and so that is a blessing, honestly, to be able to do that, to be able to look back on life. I mean, I don't want to go into journalism um, when I graduate, but to be able to look back on it and say, OK, this was a career that I um, wanted. This is one of the careers I wanted to pursue and be able to do that. You know, is, I'm, I'm grateful for. Um, but it does come with its grind. Brad, hopefully kind of we'll just say hypothetically, Brad's covering football next semester. Um, Brad. Brother, get ready. Gear, I'm ready. I'm gear ready. Up. <laughs> gear up. Gear up for the the travels with Matt McGowan and, and company. It's, it'll be an experience. And then if you want to cover women's basketball, then you can do it twice a week. Hey, let's do it. All right. <laughs> good. You want us to start tomorrow? No, thanks. Okay. I'm good. All right. I tried. I tried. But, yeah, looking forward, looking forward to getting back out to, to Chicago tomorrow to get back to my roots and see them win the game by at least 40 points and then go home and do all my homework and then get up early so I can get to class on Thursday in Iowa City that's my soapbox that's my 10 cents is that the phrase 10 cents 5 cents 10 cents 10 that's my 10 cents 2 cents 2, two, cents. two cents I thought it was 10 cents is it 10 cents or 2 cents it's 2 that's my 10 cents Covering football is very fun. I like, I I, I like covering away games more than I like covering home games. Mm -hmm. Wow, flaming hot take. Well, I mean the travel is on the weekends too. But, True. I'm not gonna lie, like, I'd rather be in the student section during home games, and that at away games, I'm just glad I'm there. So I don't care if I cover it or whatever, because I wish I would wish I was watching it in person either way like I want to go to all the games in person if I can um so yeah I like away games better and I just like I want to go to like all the Big Ten stadiums eventually so that kind of sure. helps me check off the list I went to Northern Iowa by myself I was the only one who went by myself never been to Cedar Falls never driven outside of really Iowa City because it was last semester and I left the arena. There was no one there. I was all by myself. I left the arena, and I stopped, and I looked at, like, the sunset in the distance. Because, you know, it's Cedar Falls. It's not right. like a big city. I just looked out at the sunset in the distance, and I said, wow, like, I'm truly alone right now. <laughs> it was honestly, like, a very, very weird feeling. Honestly, I've never, I've never felt like that in my life. I was standing there, and I was like, I, this is the most alone I've ever been, ever. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> wow. It was honestly very scary. Then I put on my music, drove home. It's honestly pretty therapeutic. I enjoyed it. You didn't get the Iowa nice treatment from anybody? There was no one there to give it to me. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> there was no one there to give me the Iowa nice treatment. I was all by myself. I was on my own my own recognizance in Cedar Falls, the northern northernmost part of Iowa I've ever been. Actually, on my own. On my own. That was scary. I wouldn't recommend that for anyone. That was a frightening, frightening experience. I grew up. I became a man on that day, Brad. Let me tell you. Wow. I grew up that day. That day, that I, 
That's where Cedar Falls is where boys become men. <laughs> Let me tell you. So on that note, um, everyone, I hope you guys have a good weekend. On a more positive note than uh, my Cedar Falls trip, wherever you guys are traveling, um, Northwestern should be fun. Maryland, I'll get to cover from my apartment, which will be great. Um, this is Press Box Banter with Brad Schultz and Kenna Roaring. Is that how you pronounce your last name? Yep. Bet. <laughs> All right. Signing off, Brad, say something. Uh, buy the book, guys. It helps us out. King. And it's amazing work, so please buy it. Not what I was expecting, but yes, I second that. Thank you for listening to Press Box Banter. This episode was hosted by Kenna Roaring, Colin Boxmeyer, and Brad Schultz, and produced by Natalie Dunlap. <laughs>